Hey guys, this is Dominic with The Sponge Minds. Awesome segment, really cool channel, uh, space related, I love it. Um, I did a segment on moon landing conspiracy a few days ago. Um, and there's just a lot of information out there that looks like the moon landing could have been a hoax. But I'm not really sure. Just wanted to get y'all's opinion on it. Um, anyways, keep doing what you're doing. Happy Thursday, and I hope you guys have a good weekend. Thanks. Hello, I'm Jason England, and welcome to Learn Something, the official podcast of NewWiseMedia.com, where I consume your brain space with weird and wonderful facts that you've probably never heard before. So I was hoping I would be in a better state to actually do this podcast while I'm talking to you. I can hear myself sound oh so very bunged up, and having a little bit of a cold, but I'll persevere through the sheer excitement that we're back. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Um, Sorry to the people who have been expecting a new episode and see that the channel just went dead for a little while there. Um, Turns out I had other priorities and life gets in the way, I guess. Um, Got a new job, um, working on some new freelance opportunities. It's it's been all go and I've had to like focus on myself and everything until I can get to a point where I can get back to this and bring back the weekly show. So what are we talking about this time? Well, beforehand you heard a, I don't know what they call them anymore, a voicemail message? Some kind of like voice message from another podcast passing on some compliments about the show and saying that we should talk about space. That is not a bad idea. So I thought I would start by answering the question that was raised to me by the initial voicemail that I got before that I put at the beginning of the episode where he said he was doing a bit of an episode into whether the moon landing was a hoax and kind of respond to my gran who also believes that the moon landing is a hoax. Sorry that's misrepresentation, the other guy doesn't know, my gran believes it happened Um, and I just want to go through how do we know that the moon landing really happened because there's a whole load of conspiracy theories out there and I want to debunk as many of them as I can. So, let's talk about the Van Allen belts. So, these are two huge belts of radiation that surround the Earth that are shaped by Earth's magnetic field, and it's pounded with high-energy particles from the sun's wind. It's been claimed that humans couldn't have passed through these belts without being fried with lethal doses of radiation. In fact... The international scientific community was aware of these belts, thanks to the Explorer, Pioneer and Lunar missions in the 1950s. And luckily, the timings of the Apollo launches were such that the van belts were at their lowest intensity, which fluctuates around the sun's activity. Radiation sickness occurs when you have been exposed to around 200 to 1000 rads of radiation within a few hours. The Apollo 11 crew were within the belts for less than two hours during their journey to the moon, 
and so would have only been exposed to an estimated 18 rads. Well within the safe limit, as you can see there. So, when it comes to this conspiracy theory, it's pretty easy to debunk. The Apollo mission to the moon was timed at a time when the sun's radiation was at its lowest and the Van Allen boats, belts, boats, <laughs> Van Allen belts were at their least radiation-y. And moving on to the flag flapping on the moon. So another giveaway that the landing was faked comes from the footage of the American flag that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin placed on the moon. It appears to be flapping in the wind, but there's no air on the moon, so how can it flutter? So, here's the truth to it. Sorry to, like, burst this bubble that some people have been having around this. The truth is, the flag isn't flapping. If you look closely at the imagery and the video, the flag is in the same position between two frames as the astronaut moves. In fact, what made the flag move is the fact that the flag was being placed. The flag doesn't just st stick like a solid piece of cardboard. It still reacts to like movement as you're moving it around. Obviously, it doesn't react to the wind. It just reacts to the fact that the flag is being placed in the ground. It also appears to wave back and forth as they were rotating it back and forth to better dig into the lunar soil, which of course made the flag ripple as it swung like a pendulum without a breeze. So that's another one to support it. Um, and what about those funny shadows? So another argument when you look at the pictures of the moon landings has to do with the non-parallel shadows. If the sun is the only source of light, why do some shadows appear to point in multiple directions? So, on one particular famous image where you had the leg of the Apollo and also astronaut Neil Armstrong, you saw the shadows kind of diverge and not go in the same direction. So, um, actually, a rough, uneven surface can cause all sorts of shadows at different angles, even when there is only a single light source like the sun. That something can be easily experimented with at home. The combination of the moon's rough surface and the long shadows from a sun low in the sky can easily create complicated shadows. I mean, think about it. When the sun is low on Earth and you are walking along a country footpath that is quite rough and bumpy, then your shadow will disperse throughout those different bumpy surfaces. So, let's not get bogged down with all of this silly evidence. Silly evidence? Silly theories is what I meant to say there. Um, let's not get bogged down with it, because the moon landing did happen, and it was pretty awesome, as my dad would attest to running to the TV as a kid and trying to all huddle around the one black and white TV his friends have. And now we move on to number three. And before we start, I'm really getting back into the swing of this and loving it. So 
thank you to everybody who's stuck around till this point. Um, I hope you're finding it fun so far. But we are going to talk about gravity. No, it's not as boring as you think it is. Gravity is not just a force that keeps us planted on this planet. It's also a signal. A signal that tells the body how to act, for one thing. It also tells muscles and bones how strong they must be. In zero-g, muscles atrophy quickly because the body perceives it does not need them because there's no gravity. The muscles used to fight gravity, like those in the calves and spine, which maintain posture, can lose around 20% of their mass if you don't use them, which is why a lot of extreme exercise is needed while up there. And for bones, the loss can be even more extreme. Bones in space atrophy at the rate of about 1% a month. A model suggests that the total loss could reach 40 to 60%. And finally, out of this trifecta of your body just wasting away while in space, blood feels gravity too. Astronauts can lose as much as 22% of their blood while in space as a reaction to the uniform blood pressure caused by microgravity. And until their body replaces this blood, many returning astronauts can't stand for more than a few minutes on Earth without fainting. That is crazy. And hopefully puts a little pin in the whole shall we live in space sort of futuristic theory that we've got a lot to work through. Otherwise, bodies will literally just waste away and turn into like puddles of gloop that are unable to move or operate because it's the body doesn't need bones or muscles in space you just kind of float around and now we move on to number three and before we start i'm really getting back into the swing of this and loving it so Thank you to everybody who's stuck around till this point. Um, I hope you're finding it fun so far. But we are going to talk about gravity. No, it's not as boring as you think it is. Gravity is not just a force that keeps us planted on this planet. It's also a signal. A signal that tells the body how to act, for one thing. It also tells muscles and bones how strong they must be. In zero-g... Muscles atrophy quickly because the body perceives it does not need them because there's no gravity. The muscles used to fight gravity, like those in the calves and spine, which maintain posture, can lose around 20% of their mass if you don't use them, which is why a lot of extreme exercise is needed while up there. And for bones, the loss can be even more extreme. Bones in space atrophy at the rate of about 1% a month. A model suggests that the total loss could reach 40 to 60%. And finally, out of this trifecta of your body just wasting away while in space, blood feels gravity too. Astronauts can lose as much as 22% of their blood while in space as a reaction to the uniform blood pressure caused by microgravity. And until their body replaces this blood, Many returning astronauts can't stand for more than a few minutes on Earth without fainting. That is crazy. 
and hopefully puts a little pin in the whole shall we live in space sort of futuristic theory that we've got a lot to work through. Otherwise, bodies will literally just waste away and turn into like puddles of gloop that are unable to move or operate because it's the body doesn't need bones or muscles in space. You just kind of float around. In at number four is a story that I wrote about on NewRisingMedia.com. Um, you can find it. It's called Meet Ultima Thule, the most distant world that NASA has ever explored. Literally go on my website and search for Ultima Thule. That's U-L-T-I-M-A-T-H-U-L-E. And it'll be the top result. Um, so at four billion miles away, this tiny kind of peanut slash snowman shaped planet stands in a band of icy objects, dwarf planets, and general debris left over from the formation of the solar system called the Kuiper Belt. So, I don't want to go down the road of telling you about the planet. You probably already know about that. You've searched out this podcast for space, and this is what you got. I want to tell you about just what NASA had to go through to get this photo. It is absolutely insane. This mission has been going on for 13 years now, called the New Horizons mission, with a New Horizons probe, and it was set to go out on the farthest mission that NASA has ever taken, stopping by Jupiter in 2007 and getting to Pluto in 2015. Now, you may have seen those pictures, and it was great to see just how much more of space we can actually see. And now they've got to four billion miles away. And after a tense 10 hours of lost communication, as it went behind Ultima Thule, the probe managed to send back a very blurry picture and it will send a high resolution one, the full download of these pictures, in just under two years at 20 months so as you could probably tell the data speed over four billion miles is not that fast (laughs) um so a lot of people got excited about it including queen guitarist and phd scientist brian may who made his first solo song in over two decades to celebrate the flyby you can go listen to that it's called new horizons it's pretty cool actually And finally, Venus. More specifically, a NASA mission to explore Venus. So there was a lot of problems with wanting to go up there. Primarily, the clouds of sulfuric acid, temperatures of over 450 degrees Celsius, and surface pressures of 92 bar. So basically, any kind of vehicles, probes, any traditional stuff that NASA has just won't work. It'll dissolve or it'll get flattened by the pressure or it'll just melt. There is no way of having any kind of like powered vehicle on there. So what was the fix? Well, rather fascinatingly, 
NASA seriously considered an all-mechanical rover to explore Venus. Powered by wind and controlled using clockwork and mechanical computers, it would communicate with Earth using reflectors or phonograph records launched on balloons. I am not joking about this. It is amazing what they think of and the kind of inventiveness that's needed to get around these problems. Other fun facts about this rover? The rover could potentially last weeks or months on the surface, easily besting Russia's record of 127 minutes. Other sources suggest it could also communicate using mechanical disks to spell out signals in Morse code to satellites or overhead balloons. Another, albeit boring, method of communication proposed is specially hardened electronics. Its overall design, and especially its legs, are inspired by Theo Janssen's Strand Beasts, which are amazing. Also, for those of you who didn't know, NASA has also drawn up plans on colonizing the atmosphere of Venus using cloud cities. That's right, Lando Calrissian is smiling somewhere about that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that for the re-inaugural episode of Learn Something. Thank you all so, so much for listening and for supporting this podcast. Even when there was a break, the amount of people who listen to this show, the amount of people who have followed this podcast, subscribed to it on several other platforms, it means a lot to know that there is an audience like you guys out there. So thank you all. Thank you. If you enjoy listening to this show and you've just discovered me, hello. Um, please do go ahead and give the show a subscribe. Check out my blog on newrisingmedia.com. Um, my Twitch stream, I will also be starting that back up really soon. Um, and last but not least, if you'd like to contribute to the show. Yes, that's right. Um, I am on the lookout for any kind of topics that you would like me to cover. Please get the Anchor app and leave me a voice message. That's all you need to do. Super simple. Find, learn something on the Anchor podcasting platform and then you just tap the speech bubble and you can suggest any topic that you want me to cover. You will be played out at the beginning of the show, just like the guy before me. On this episode, that led to a whole discussion about the moon landings, which I thought was really fascinating. Um, So please do suggest topics, and that will become the topic of the entire show, just like this one. And in the meantime, I wish you all a wonderful weekend, and take care. Don't get too cold out there. I heard it's going down to minus one over the weekend.